0: John Gormley, greetings, welcome, happy midweek Wednesday and the midpoint of the month of November. So glad you've checked in here. Of course, every Wednesday, Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener, 11 o'clock, loot, fame, acclaim, bragging rights, and more for you. Gosh, we've got the hour of the big stories, Uh, increasing the call to get rid of the fuel tax. I like that idea, 15 cents a liter you wouldn't pay and what would you repair roads with? I've had that debate with listeners in the past. There are ways, whether it's the PST, whether it's other things government can and should do, uh, that they should be relieving the stress and the pressure on you. We'll talk about that in the hour of the big stories. And a lot more coming up. Now, Benjamin Netanyahu, the uh, prime minister... Of Israel, not the most popular person for many of us who think uh, he has acted in at least the last couple of years in very inflammatory ways. But he is heading up a country that can say no more. It has the right to destroy every single member of Hamas. So Netanyahu turns his sights to a Canadian prime minister who was trying to say, uh, just use restraint. We'll talk about that. Of course, the Canadian Prime Minister, when he rolls into Saskatchewan, usually stops right by Charlie Clark, a fellow soul traveler. Clark himself becomes a foreign affairs expert. Who knew the mayor of the city of Saskatoon is calling on Israel and calling on Hamas? Charlie, stay in your lane. We'll talk about that, too, and a lot of things on the go here. Rhonda Blackmore checks in. RCMP commander in Saskatchewan, we've been talking about increased numbers of police officers injured and you will be shocked how many Mounties in a year are injured on duty by perps. We'll talk about that 10 o'clock and a lot of things on the go here in a busy midweek Wednesday. And I'm not counting, I don't check off the calendar, but I'm well aware it was a week ago I told you. I'll be stepping aside at the end of next week. Gosh, talk about a walk down memory lane every day here. But uh, we're making some plans for next week, and I'll keep you in the loop. And then Monday, the 27th of November, my buddy Evan Bray takes over the big chair. The Evan Bray Show debuts. I hope you will be a part of that. Okay, as we begin today, uh, two hospitals notably in Saskatoon, RUH, Royal University Hospital, which is a perennial challenge on ER wait times, hallway medicine, unacceptable treatment of patients, uh, and more recently, St. Paul's Hospital. But whether it's the Regina General, whether it's other the big tertiary care facilities in the province, there is concern what's going on, not just in ERs, but the bottleneck effect of what then opens up acute care beds in the hospital and acute care beds that aren't vacated because people cannot be then channeled back into the community. So there's a lot of moving parts. Yesterday, the Saskatchewan Health Authority issues a Saskatoon Capacity Pressure Action Plan, and I went straight in the table of contents to immediate actions, and there are some, Uh, next 30 days, actions that are currently being implemented, actions implemented in 90 days. Uh, Andrew Will is the CEO of the Saskatchewan Health Authority, and we find him in Saskatoon this morning. Uh, Mr. Will, thank you so much for taking our call. Good to have you here. Good
1: morning, John. Thanks for the opportunity to be on the show.
0: Uh, How much time did it take to put these plans together?
1: Well, we've been working on this challenge for uh, some time now. Um, but, But what we really saw is the need to do a better job of of communicating the action that we've already taken, but as you've mentioned, you know, also additional actions that that we want to take immediately and also over the longer term.
0: You talk on the immediate implementation, 32 transitional beds added by the end of this month. Where are those beds going and what are transitional beds?
1: John, I really appreciated your opening comments when you described the bottleneck effect. So uh, our key challenge is we have patients that are in uh, the emergency wards that are admitted patients that, that really need to flow up into our uh, right. acute care patient wards. We also have uh, patients that uh, are, are now um, determined to be alternate level of care that would be better cared for in other settings than the hospital and that could be long-term care, it could be convalescent care uh, or, or at home with extra supports. So these uh, additional uh, transition beds, uh, you know, we're, we're looking within personal care homes in Saskatoon to be able to support us to transition those patients that, that are waiting for more permanent uh, options that, that provide a better environment for their care.
0: Okay, so if you think of the upscale getting out of ER into the hospital, the downscale getting out of the hospital, these would be downscale beds somewhere in the community. Absolutely. Okay. Um, d- other things, uh, additional staffing to support 43 additional beds at RUH, what kind of beds are those and where do they go?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, first of all, I'll say, you know, we, we have implemented previously uh, additional staffing to support the units. Uh, we had 29 positions uh, at St. Paul's Hospital in the emergency department, as well as uh, general medicine uh, areas. The additional beds uh, that we're looking uh, that we will be uh, placing at our UH, uh include uh, temporary inpatient beds, 21 of those uh, that will allow us to, um, you know, really transition patients out of emerge into those uh, spaces, but also 22 flex beds that, as uh, EMS, uh, are bringing in patients that we we have a place for them to be uh, more appropriately cared for uh, right uh, near the emergency ward
0: okay so the the hallway medicine, as it 's been called for the last couple of decades those twenty two flex beds would not have people in the hallway
1: that that is the goal like we we don 't want to see patients ever cared for in the hallway and i I just want to acknowledge the impact on on patients you know when we face these challenges as as well as the impact on our staff and physicians uh, working in an, in environments where we have more more people um, uh, than we have capacity.
0: Andrew Wills with us, uh, the CEO of the Saskatchewan Health Authority. So next 30 days, uh, temporary deployment of staff to acute care units to coordinate the discharge of patients from acute care into appropriate care. So that's that downward cycle then of moving patients out of hospital?
1: Absolutely, John. It, it, we really want to see those, those additional staff supporting, um, understanding you know, the care needs of patients, uh, arranging for home care supports or long-term care placement, uh, really just ensuring that we're transi- transitioning people as quickly as we can to the best environment for those patients. So if I'm waiting uh, on um, a transition home or I'm waiting to go to long-term care, it, being in a tertiary hospital is not, not the best place for me to be. So these staff will really support expediting those transitions.
0: But on that next 30 days, there aren't specific numbers laid out. There's increasing adherence to your existing protocols, enhancing weekend staffing, uh, enhancing the drug program to avoid people coming into ER, those sorts of things. Are there numbers attached to this?
1: Um, that, that, that will be part of the process for us, is really looking at you know what are the right numbers of people uh to put in place to support this work and and what i really want to communicate is you know i I think this is a very aggressive but achievable plan but we will need to adapt it uh based on on outcomes that that we're achieving as we go along Uh, how so well uh, the bottom line is we we really want to as as you said like get the the patients in the right place so, you know, we watch, we watch that um, daily, we watch that throughout the day. Uh, we've got these actions that we've taken, we've got additional actions that we are taking. We, we need to monitor to see if, if we're seeing improvement and if we're achieving the goals that, that we've set out. And and if, and if what we've implemented isn't sufficient, then we, look, then we need to look at, you know, where additional supports would be required.
0: You didn't do this. Nobody's done it in the last number of years, but it was in the early 90s. Saskatchewan began, uh, as did every single other province, taking these huge hospitals that had many, many beds from the 60s up to the 80s uh, and moving along the continuum of care, people staying in hospital shorter periods of time. Do we need a discussion, Andrew, Will, on just the sheer number of acute Care beds in our hospitals, as in too few.
1: Yeah, John, I appreciate you raising that. Um, if, if certainly within our plan, uh, in the three to six month timeline, um, we will be doing an acute care capacity assessment to really look at, you know, what are what are the, what's the right number and types of acute care beds not only to meet our needs today, but into the future, and uh, we'll be collaborating uh, closely with the Ministry of Health on that. Uh, Also in the plan is is assessing the capacity needs for long-term care for today and into the future. So uh, I, I do believe that this work is important work and will help create winning conditions for us into the future.
0: In that next three to six months, there is talk about um, nurse practitioners, primary care physicians. uh, Where do they start to get more involved earlier?
1: Yeah, so so definitely, you know, we have patients that come to emergency that – that truly need emergency services, we also have patients that come uh, because they're having challenges accessing um, uh, primary health care services. So what we, what we want to work towards doing is identifying, especially for those high-risk patients, those with chronic diseases, uh, ways to, to connect them as quickly as we can uh, to primary care services and, and really redirect some of that flow away from the emergency department to, to a more appropriate um, place to receive care.
0: Will we see in the next six months noticeable changes?
1: Well, as I mentioned earlier, th- this is an aggressive but achievable plan. I-, I expect that this will definitely have impact. And, um, uh, and as I mentioned earlier, if-, if we need to adjust this plan, we will until we are able to achieve the impact that's needed.
0: Appreciate you dropping by today. Andrew Will, CEO of the Saskatchewan Health Authority. Thanks, and we'll chat again. Thanks, John. Mr. Will joining us in Saskatoon. So uh, this is the sketched out part of what's called the Saskatoon Capacity Pressure Action Plan. So this is an issue. And I mean, sometimes you just feel old. You remember when hospitals had floors and floors and floors of beds. Now, same building, floors and floors of offices where there used to be beds. And that was action taken. And, and this is one of the problems the NDP has. Um, they had big fiscal issues. Every government did in the 90s. You know, they closed 50, what, 52, 54 hospitals. They, and every single part of certainly in government-run healthcare Canada really began to cut down the total number of acute care beds. Every single bed has X number of nurses, X number of costs, so they just shrunk. Population 30% higher. And you go back to those days and you wonder were ERs like this? Was the challenge to get people up into the wards like this? Maybe we just choose to remember the better times. But I don't remember things being like this. I'm John Gormley, the hour of the big stories. I may have twigged for you a thought, a memory. A recollection, an opinion, lots of those flying around. The hour of the big stories where everything goes is next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.